What's good? This is Jazz from 64111 Studio. Make sure you holler at me for all your mixing, mastering, and recording needs. For booking, please visit www.64111studio.com. What up, podcast world? This your dude, Walt Lee Dundilla, the popper, Mr. Active Valley. Pull up on me, 1809 Vine, 8600 Ward Parkway, or yes, I'm KC.com. is my home. Most scratched in the rest, where your bag at? Posted in the store, moving t-shirts and dad hats. Buy three, get one free, you can have that. Niggas get panic, Quintown's being lab rats. To all my brothers, all my sisters, to any and everyone tuning in and trying to navigate this thing called life. Whether you've been following this healing movement from the jump, or you're brand new to the family and tapping in for the first time, welcome, welcome. You are absolutely welcome. This is the Black Cow Couch Podcast. But we like to think of this as more of a safe space for decompressing instead of your typical pod. The purpose of this show is to encourage and promote mental health awareness in our communities. For decades, the mere idea of addressing trauma and healing has always been taboo in the Black culture. We are hoping to change that narrative. One day at a time, one conversation at a time. Now, keep in mind, although we do believe wholeheartedly that the keys to an intentional healing journey include support groups such as these, as well as a variety of other ways to cope, in no way, shape, or form is this show intended to be a replacement or substitute for professional treatment of your mental health needs. We want to encourage uplift, and provide our audience with tools and resources that have helped some of us maneuver in our day-to-day routines. While some of our panelists do have experience and specialize in the mental health industry, we are all everyday people trying to get by just like you. So always remember, no matter what you may be going through, you are not alone. It's going to take plenty of courage to see this thing through. But I have faith in us, ladies and gentlemen. Again, welcome everyone. I hope we heal. Welcome to episode three of the Blacked Out Couch Podcast. Uh, if you tuned in last week or uh, a couple of weeks ago to the sisters episode, 
Uh, you know, the sisters did their thing, man. They had a really good, uh, deep conversation, man. Real profound, man. But tonight, it's all about the brothers again, man. So tonight, uh, episodes three, we're going to actually be talking about the concept of protecting black women and children. I think it's a really uh, interesting conversation. There's a lot of chit-chatter online uh, in some of the social media spaces. Uh, just in some of the spaces in general, we see in this conversation uh, come up the concept of, uh, you know, black man role and if they are protecting women and children. So uh, we got, I got some brothers on the couch tonight. Some of the brothers' uh, faces are going to be familiar. And we got some brothers that are going to be here for the first time. All right, there we go. There we go. Full house tonight. What's going on? What's going on, fellas? If your mic can mute it, man. You unmute your mic. And uh, let's get this thing started tonight, man. What's, what's going on? on? What's good? What's good? How y'all doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. What's welcome, up, everybody? Welcome, man, I know we got we got a few uh few few new faces out here tonight, man. So uh if it is your first time. Tonight on the Blacked Out Couch, tonight on the couch being your first time, if you want to introduce yourself, talk about uh, what it is that you do or what inspires you, you got the floor, man. But you're welcome. I go first. Um, my name's Scott Manningham. Uh, I'm the founder of Talk To Me Unconventional Therapy based here in Florida. Uh, my focus is anxiety, depression, and communication. I've worked with mainly youth for a while, but that has kind of expanded to families uh, and couples based on there being limited uh, versions of us in therapy. So it's kind of opened up and I've just been working on improving those skill sets and stuff like that. So talk. To my name is Scott Manningham. Talk to me. Right on, bro. Right on, brother Manningham, man. Appreciate you coming out with us tonight, man, joining us in this discussion. All right, uh, who else we got? Uh, got a couple of faces out there. You got JB, we got Mr. Coach Johnson is out there. This is your first time on the couch. Uh, it is. Introduce yourself, brothers. Well, I'll go first. I'll go first. Let me get my camera on right there. You see my picture, you know, it's just showing the power of stepping away. You know what I mean? Sometimes we need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to... Uh, be on here so I can share uh, who I am and, you know, <clears throat> and feel the vibe and the energy um, uh, from all the brothers. And uh, and I appreciate the invite. So my name is Joel Johnson. I'm in Las Vegas. Um, I'm a certified personal trainer. Um, I also run an NFL flag league, football football flag league for, for kids, girls and boys from the ages of 6 to 13. I'm partnered with the Las Vegas Raiders on that as well. Um, so I'm big in the community. I also train kids as well in uh, for football and the receiver and defensive back position. I have girl high school team, girl high school boys. I have youth. Uh, so my thing is giving back to the kids, uh, doing whatever I can to help them um, learn how to be uh, productive citizens, uh, grow to be men, grow to be women. And I use the game of football because it's – it helps a lot because it gives the it's one of the best teachers 
you get knocked down, you got to get back up, fight through adversity. Mm-hmm. You don't think you can win. You pull off a win, thought you was going to lose. That's life. You know, so um, that, that's what I'm doing. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you joining us, brother Clack. One of my big brothers, man, from another mother, man. Nothing but love. Um, and then, uh, brother Rain, did you wanna did you wanna introduce yourself? If you uh, want to talk to the people about who you are and what inspires you. Uh, my name is Rain, and uh, I'm Brian's cousin, <laughs> little cousin. <laughs> um, so yeah, I pretty much. Uh, I'm in marketing, um, and I went to marketing after I was hit by a car, and they told me I'd never walk again. So um, I'm actually recovering here in uh, in uh, in Mexico, Cancun, Mexico. And yeah, that's me. Right on, bro. Hey, I appreciate you, man, taking time, man, to get out here, man, with us tonight, man, and uh, share your story, man, and share your energy, bro. So. Uh, Welcome, welcome, man. Um, game tight. What's going yes, on sir. with you, brother? Game tight, you know. Welcome back. We got uh, my brother, Mister Rogers. Welcome back, man. How, how y'all been, man? It's it's been it's been a few weeks, man, since we uh since we've done this, man. How y'all been, man? I'm hanging in. Been there. rough. Been rough. Mm. Uh, you know. Um, Mother's Day just passed, and uh, yeah. you know I lost my mom. You know April sixteenth of twenty fourteen, and uh, you know some years I I I, I do well, and, and some years I don't. And, and this year was was one of my uh, let's say least favorable years. Um, I I kind of shut down and, and you know got away as we as we've talked about in the past. So. It, it's been rough, um, but, you know, I'm coming back out of it. Another reason why I'm here is just, you know, getting this space and be able to, you know, get things off my chest and share with other black men, fellas. And, you know, I know we all understand. That's why we all here. So, you know, yeah. it's been rough, but, you know, game tight, going to pull it through, man. You know, I, I roll with the punches, the ups and downs, but this one was rough. You know, when you talk about mines, you only got one. So it's a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, you know, I you know I can relate a thousand percent, man. Um, real ironically, man, and maybe not even ironically at all, but uh, this this year was another one of the rough ones for me, man. Like I was talking to you online, offline about that. Uh, it's it, it just kind of depends on the year, man. Uh, you know, my mother been gone for for thirty years now, and um, you know that that was one of the first. Um, you know, heartbreaks for me as a young man. That's something that I think is the cornerstone of, of uh, sort of all of my my, my trauma, uh, my characteristics, kind of my background and my my foundation. I always kind of goes back to that moment. And um, so, you know, some some mother day Mother's Day has come around, GT, and 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 I'm I'm cool. Um, but this this past one, bro, I really went into a, a kind of a dark space, man. It was almost kind of like I felt it approaching a little bit more this year, uh, yeah. this time around. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I definitely feel you on that, man. And and for me, man, I don't I don't know what, what that space looks like for you, bro. But like for me, uh, I really kind of go into a shell, man. Like, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I make it a point. And, and this might be cynical, man. This might be sinister, but I make it a point not to even say happy Mother's Day to people. Uh, I, I knew I wasn't going to do this. Dark space. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I knew so, I wasn't so, into this year. Yeah. So for, for for me, man, and I've done that kind of multiple years uh, throughout throughout time, where you know I kind of get into that space. I feel kind of bitter. I feel kind of angry. I don't. Uh, it almost bothers me to see other people, uh, you know, celebrating and having a good time. So mm-hmm. I kind of have to remove myself, man, when when I when I feel that. Um, just just because I know I'm not going to be pleasant around people. Uh, but that's a real thing, though, man. It ain't nothing to be ashamed of, man. Like, you know, every everybody kind of, you know, processes that, that, that uh, those, those feelings and emotions, bro, differently at different given times in, in their timeline, bro. So definitely, bro, you know, one love on that, man. I, I feel you a thousand sure. percent on that, man. For yeah, sure. I appreciate it. One thousand percent. Yeah, man. We're going to hang in there. That's why we're here, man. You know what I mean? So appreciate you, man. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's do a temperature check, GT. Let's go ahead. Uh, you can start with Brother Rogers, since me and you kind of kind of hijacked that moment for a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? Got that off our chest. But uh, let's do All a temperature right. check, man. Check everybody out. So let's 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 do a temperature check on 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 the brothers here tonight on the couch with us, Brother Rogers. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your your mental well being today? I would say today is covering around seven point five eight ish. Um, it's been um for the guys who like you know I mean, know like I'm you know supporting my kiddos as I'm you know transitioning through a divorce that kind of stuff and then um you know my my daughters are nine and five so it's been a lot of um you know talking with them about like you know what's gonna happen and things like that and some days are good days because they understand it's amicable it's an amicable split but it's um. It's a uh, it's difficult to explain to to a nine year old and a five year old what's really going on. And today was actually one of those actually really good days, where it wasn't weighing so heavily, and I wasn't sitting listening to Gil Scott Heron by myself. You know, so we, <laughs> we, we, we had we've had a lot of discussions about what that means, and um, you know, today we just hung back and you know played in the park and played Mario and like you know, so it's been it's been a decent day for where we are in this season of my life as a whole. I'm glad to hear that. That's what's up, man. Really glad to hear that. Uh, let's see. We we can move on. Let's uh let's check, brother Scott. Brother Scott, your mental health on a scale of one to ten. How would you rate it today? I'm, I'm about at, I'm about an eight and a half, nine. I'm doing all right today, man. You know, can't expect much more. I'm glad I'm you know I'm here. I woke up. I'm doing well. So at the end of the day, you know, I, I try I try to uh, do what's necessary. I got up today and did what I was supposed to do. Did the workout. Did you know, all of that regular stuff. So even when I am in dark spaces, I try to keep it above, above seven. Cause I know once it get down to a certain point, it's just all downhill. So, you know. Yeah. Love, love. I love that, man. That's what's up, man. Get that positive energy going. Keep it going. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, we're going to move on to brother JB. JB in the building tonight. JB, your mental health on a scale of one to 10. How would you rate it today, man? Man, I'm gonna give myself a nine. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. My oldest graduated from high school yesterday. Hey, congratulations! Congratulations! He scared the hell out of us the last three months, but (laughs) (laughs) but so yeah, I'm sitting at a nine, bro. Uh, She got she got a full ride offer to go to college, so she can go to college without any debt. So. I'm, I'm, I'm at a nine right That's now. Dope. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's a blessing, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Coach Johnson. Man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Johnson, 
Sure. Your mental health today, I'm scared from one to ten. How would you rate it? Oh man, I'm gonna have to be real honest with you. Yes, sir. Uh, let me see. Uh I would say, man, it's at a five, man. And the reason why I say that, right, is because I got uh, a lot of heavy things on my mind uh going through some of the most trying times in my life, right, right now. Like, um, and so but see, I, I endure it all, but as far as like the, 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 where I'm at, you know, mentally, like, you know, it's, I say it's a five cause it's not a real happy place with the thing that's heavy on my mind. You know what I mean? Um, sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working things out. This is actually, that's why I, it was good that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that, 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 that Holly hit me cause you know, the timing is pretty good. You know, for me to yeah. be able to just, because other, because I've been talking to myself for the past couple of days, for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Just not, y'all know how that can be, though. Understandable, Absolutely, sure. bro. And that, that's exactly that's why we weird. need this, man. We, yeah. we need yeah. this type of space, man. Like, even when we ain't, you know, doing, like, the official conversation, man, Uh, we try to meet weekly, bro. So, 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 you know, we can, we can just hop in and chop it up, man. We trying to prepare because, uh, you know, like the, the format of the show, bro, is we only really doing one show per month. So, you know, this 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 will be our June episode. Next episode won't be until, you know, almost four weeks from then. So, um, you know, but we still like to meet uh, every once in a while, man, at least once a week, man, to uh, just kind of decompress and unpack, man, just as men, as brothers, bro. But I'm definitely glad that you joined us tonight, Brother Johnson. For sure. All right. All right. We're going to step in on you. No, 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 you oh, good, no. you good. Uh let's see. We got we got uh we got nephew. Nephew, Zaire. And your mental health, brother, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it today? Um can y'all hear me? Sure. Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you for sure. My okay, my sk- I, I'm gonna say I'm at like a, a four because um, I got a lot going on and I'm like I said with work and everything and you know I'm sure I'm gonna get better just right now just I'm um, but other than that I'm here and you know. Well, brother, I want to encourage you to hang in there, man. That's what we're here for, you know what I mean? Every day is not the easiest, you know, but we can win the battle if we continue to, the fight. So keep fighting a good fight and keep your head up. For sure. Appreciate All right. Uh, for sure, appreciate you. Brother Rain, on, on, on the mental health side, on a scale from 1 to 10, how would you rate yourself today? Uh, today's actually one of the better days. Uh, so I put myself at a seven, seven, seven out of 10. Um, only reason why is because I've been numbing myself. Um, literally from the moment I wake up, I just numb myself. Um, I know it's not good because it's not solving a problem at hand, but this is what I can do at the moment until I'm ready to, uh, go to therapy. So, uh, which is the therapies tomorrow. So, I mean, I think it's actually really good because of, 
um, I did, you know, like make make myself make it last all the way until therapy started. So I would rate it as a seven out of ten. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. Keep fighting a good fight, brother. Keep your head up, like I like I told nephew. You know that's what we're here for. So I believe anything above a seven is good. But you know it sounds like you kind of teeter totting on that seven. So uh, keep fighting a good fight, brother. Stay above. Keep your head above water, uh, brother Rod. Mental health checks. Yes, you know, a scale of one to ten. How would you how would you rate your mental today, man? Wait, I'm probably at about a six, six and a half. Um, like I was uh saying earlier, bro, it's it's been it's been a rough month. Um, I think, man, this past month has just been rough for me in general, bro. Um, you know, especially with Mother's Day approaching, but uh more than that, man, just just work, man. Uh there's just been a lot of different things happening behind the scenes, bro, that um that that I'm, you know, responsible for right you know as far as cleaning up the mess so um it's just been a lot of stressful work man but uh i'm i'm always man appreciative bro when we can kind of get together bro i always stress that i say that i think every time that we meet bro but man just being in the in the same sort of energy space bro with with your fellow brothers man like uh just some other black man bro like this really does kind of because i feel like iron sharpens iron right so, um, you know, these, these are sort of spaces that we don't get to do or go, don't get to be in every day or very frequently because of scheduling and just, you know, life constraints, bro. But uh, right now I'm at a six, man. I think by the end of this discussion that we're going to have tonight, my spirits are probably lifted up a little bit more, man, just from hanging out with y'all fellas online like this. So definitely, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're here. Now, what about yourself, DT, my guy? <laughs> temperature check on you. Yeah. How you feeling yeah, tonight? Um, I know it's been rough as well. On a scale of one to ten, I'm I'm at about a, a four, maybe a five. Um, I've got a, I mean, I've got a laundry list of things that are weighing heavy and, and pressing on me real heavy right now. As far as you know, I've I've got some sick family. Um, you know, my father, uh, then my OG cousin. Um, you know, I. You know, I don't be putting all my business out there, but, you know, my house got ran into on, on January the 17th of this year. And uh, it actually came through the, the side of the house and, and put a hole in the wall. And uh, today is, uh, what is it? It's May. Let's just say it's the middle of May and no repairs have been done. So, you know, I, I got to wake up to this and see this on the daily. It, it's just, I just got a laundry list of things. And so, you know, it's like, I'm almost drowning, but I'm doggy packing. It gets, you know, I come up for air and then it just like put me back down. So I'm just trying to get my head up above water uh, again. And, uh, you know, it's been rough, but, you know, I'm here and I'm fighting. I'm, I'm going to keep fighting. So that's one thing people know about me. I'm a fighter. For sure, man. And, uh, you know, man, I think we all, uh, no matter what the, the self ratings that we all kind of give ourselves, man. We all got to give ourselves a pat on the back, bro, just for even being present. Um, you know, we, we I don't know if, if all of us have experienced, you know, extreme moments of depression and anxiety and not even, you know, getting out of bed or wanting to do anything productive, man. It took a lot for us to get here tonight. Uh, so, man, everybody, man, just got to get themselves a pat on the back, man, just for even being present, man. So... Uh, I appreciate y'all coming out and hanging out with us tonight, man. 
And uh, let's 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 dive into the discussion, man. We uh tonight is episode three, so it's it's, it's back on the brothers, man. Um, like I said, the sisters last last uh last episode, the sisters they talked about the concept of uh being a strong black woman. Uh, what does it mean? You know, is it uh essential? Is it erosive? You know, is it detrimental to the community to 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 their everyday kind of routine? So. Uh, they dove right, in, dove right in on that, man. If you guys haven't had a chance uh, to to see that episode, man, I'll make sure I, I, I send you in that direction. Uh, but let's let's get into our, our conversation tonight, which is really centered around the conversation or the question, uh, are we protecting black women and children? So um, I got a series of questions um, that'll kind of guide us in the direction, but feel free to chime in where you want to. If you got a question on your mind, speak your mind. Uh, we're gonna do this raw and 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 a hundred percent, man. Just be honest, man, with with everybody in the room, and let's just be honest and respectful. So, um, first question, man. Just it ain't no pressure, but the first question, man, is let's just talk about what is protection, man. Let's talk about uh, what is your definition of protection. What does it look like? Whether you're talking about for women and children, we can just say our community. Uh, discuss the various forms of protection. And uh, what 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 that word sort of means to you? I'll go first. Okay, right on. So when when that's spoken of, I think I just think about my role as a husband and a father. So just just daily life. I wake up. How's my family protected? So I mean, easy stuff. I got a house with a roof and the door is locked. So protect it on, on that, to that extent, but stepping outside of this home. So in terms of protection, uh, so for children, you try to prepare them in terms of simple stuff, stranger danger, you know, what's your address, what's your phone number if you get lost, you know, things like that. You do that. Uh, and as they get older, you teach them more things uh, as they can understand them because we all know this world and and growing so more it's it's dangerous for children women men uh, it's, it's dangerous it can be dangerous for everyone so that's step one uh so that's kids step two for my wife uh really protection for her is just how are you covered what do you need is there anything i can do to help you today help you whatever you need to do so that's how i cover her uh, with her being an adult she can manage on her own but you know I like to be able to add that extra layer. Like, what do you need? Like, simple as gas. I mean, you need your car washed. This is not stuff I do every day by any means. I'm not taking my, my wife's car to the gas station to put gas in it because she grown. She got that. But I'll pay for it. No problem. Uh, stuff like that. <laughs> you laughing at me. <laughs> so... Holly got me on here because you know how I am. <laughs> but yeah, just simple stuff like that. You muted, Holly. But simple stuff like that. Um, I'm sure we will get deeper um as the conversation grows, but you know, just ABC, I wake up, you know, are you protected just walking out the house? Even like with my daughter, she started driving last year. Like, all right, you can't just pull up somewhere and just be in your car, you know, just explain it to her. You, you are a female people prey on you, a young female, a small female. 
you're preyed upon. So just educating her about those things. Like I said, as your kids get older, you can tell them different stuff. So just to kind of help y'all out, I got a four-year-old and then I got an 18-year-old and I got some kids in between there. So I got a broad spectrum of, of children. So I'll let somebody else speak. I got one. Um, mostly protected. I think about, because I piggyback off what JB was talking about in terms of physical protection, I think about emotionally protecting uh, our, our people around us. That means um, taking care of your own mental health while also making sure that, so the example I give to, uh, to my daughters is, you know, cause, because of, you know, because of confidence, I can't say anything about like my work and what I do on a day to day, but it can weigh on me if I'm like not taking care of myself. So if I come in and I have just a really, really long day, what I'll do when I, you know, get my, my oldest from school or, you know, hang out with my youngest when she gets home from daycare is like, daddy, what's going on? Daddy's had a long day, but daddy's going to do X, Y, and Z to take care of himself and I'll be right with you. You know, the reason why I let them know that is because kiddos will interpret like, oh, you've had a rough day, so it must be me. So emotionally protecting someone means like communicating like what's going on with you and relaying that information to them, especially for littles, so they can know like, oh, no, there's this nothing you did. No, you did. I just had a real long day at the office. So because some of us grew up in households myself, well, my house before myself, grew up in a household where emotions were just kind of dumped on you. If, they were, if the parents were in a bad mood, now you got to be in a bad mood. So there wasn't any wiggle room for other feelings as well. So I think about emotionally protecting. When I think about the term protecting someone, I think about, you know, having the emotional safety and vulnerability to know the space between how you communicate to the vulnerable people in the household and also how you um, how you allow them space to have their big feelings too as well. So that's how that's how I also think about protection. Right on. Anybody else want to chime in on that? I'll say something. So, you know, I say the way I way I look at it is, you know, there I'll piggyback off both the brothers, off John and 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 Rogers. Cause look, so there's the physical protection. All right, um, you know, making sure that um, our ho- our home is safe, uh, making sure we got a nice neighborhood, safe neighborhood um, for our kids to play in. That's my goal. That's that's what I mean. That's one of the the ways that I think of protection. And then um, and then also, um, like Roger said, on the emotional side of protection. Now I know that I have not been the best at that. Um, because of, I guess the way that I was raised when I, the way that I was raised, you know, unfortunately I was in a household with, um, you know, after my mom left my dad, we had to stay with my grandma and my grandmother, she was not a bacon cookie grandma. She was, a uh, <laughs> she would bust your head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so my grandma, she was real mean and stuff. So like, Everybody in the house fought. I used to see my my uncles and cousins fight fight each other, stab each other with knives, draw blood. You know what I mean. So that's the way I grew up, and I was traumatized by those things. And so I found myself just really wanted to. Uh, I felt like I wasn't protected, right? I feel like dang, the, I, the way that I feel, like I feel real scared. So I, I, I and somebody should be doing something about this. Like kids shouldn't feel this scared. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why I understand why the emotional side is protection. 
But then I took it to another level just based off of not another level, but I added another uh, uh, layer of protection because there's things with um, that come comes comes to do with um, indoctrination from school with your kids, the things that they're teaching. So, you know, I have to protect them in that way. I protect my children. Um, we decided to go vegan seven years ago as of February. I wanted to protect their health. You know, um, I want to feed them the right things. Um, I understand what the iPhones do and the access that they have to social media. I want to protect them with that. I protect what they're watching, what they're putting in their mind, what they putting in their ears. I check what they listening to. I turn them on the sofagio, the different vibrations and megahertz and things of that nature. So when I'm when I'm talking about protection now, I'm just looking at anything that is not in my me or my family's favor. I need to protect them from. Mm -hmm. So including myself when it comes down mm -hmm. to how I handle things emotionally and, you know, how I speak mm -hmm. and how I discipline. You know what I mean? So as I learn about myself and I learn about the world more, I start learning like, well, dang, man, my kids really needed some protection from me because because the things that I went through, you know, what I'm saying my wife needed protection from me for real. You know, what I'm saying because of my harshness and my words, you know, what I mean, so yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a learning experience. And I will add, lastly, that. You know, when I came on here, my mentality was a five, but it immediately pushed to a six just because I got a platform to be able to say I'm at a five. Do that make sense? Absolutely, nigga. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you feel heard. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Can you I say feel like you ain't by yourself. You feel me? No, I, I was thinking about the same thing you were saying, uh, Johnson, Coach Johnson, like, like this is my first time into this and I think it's just dope like to have a place like it instantly felt like I was in group therapy like I'm like hold on <laughs> are we supposed to be <laughs> like it but it was a good feeling to look around and see other people that look like you but still everybody's different and it's dope to just see you guys all like look different and you don't get that much of a vibe when you look at mental health per you know what I mean per place you very rarely find anybody that look like us and so I think it's one of the things that we need to like make sure that we're protecting ourselves as well because we are valuable in the community and as much as uh like we have to protect our family I think that we all have a call in to help protect other people's family as well and I just, I just think it's dope to see all y'all in one place all with the same mindset to protect other people like to protect black young children and women and you very rarely see us coming together to mobilize and say hey that, this is important and even though we are leaders in this aspect we are still have feelings and emotions and are dealing with stuff myself I thought that was dope that everybody presented themselves and say everybody didn't say I'm a nine or I'm a ten you know what I mean and yeah. you know most of the time that's where we, we got to come in and we got to present this certain vibe yeah. But to have y'all come in and say, nah, man, I'm at a five. I'm dealing with something. I think that was dope. And this should continue. I like this. So that's yeah. it. I'm, I don't know sure. if I had asked I, I'm glad, no, I'm glad you. I'm glad you shared that because I was actually going to ask, you know, I, I agree wholeheartedly with, with, with JB and everyone in regards to protecting the wife and the children of the family. And, you know, Scott, Brother Scott mentioned, you know, the community as well. So, you know, I was I wanted to check the temperature and see how, you know, y'all felt about 
when you're out alone without your family and you might see another woman or child in a, in a situation where you they need to be protected do you feel the need to protect that woman or child is, is that your place in this society um is that what women want from us like how do y'all feel about that in that regard let's get into it let's get into it see this this this, this the dialogue that need to be had because because i think everybody has their own different mindset um i joke with my wife all the time um because I, I say that most black folks should live by the mantra of minding their own damn business. But but that's a joke, right? Because that's a real serious conversation that, I mean, a serious question that you ask, GT. You know, um, you know, because I think some of us have probably been in situations where we've seen something happening, an incident, um, known of a situation, uh, maybe a condition or circumstance where... Uh, a, a woman, a black woman, or a child might have needed some level of protection. What do you do in those situations where it's not necessarily your direct, uh, you know, family or circle? So, speaking from experience, and uh, helping somebody that you don't know, I've learned ask them if they want or need help before you do anything. Because mm -hmm. I've been in the situation, I stepped in. And it was a female. She was like, well, why did you do that? He was putting his hands on you. What do you mean? <laughs> but, but so I've learned like, because I have to, I have to make it home. Like I, I have a, my, my family's my priority period. Do you need help? That after that, yes or no, depending upon what level of help they need, you step in. Okay. To be honest with you, for me, it's very complicated um, because the reason why I did get hit by the car was because I was trying to help a black man. And they were calling the police on him. He was stumbling to his car. It was clearly way too intoxicated. And I was just like, I don't want to see another black man go to jail. As soon as I start talking to him, it's, you know, the ego of a black man is so fragile and they... We're always ready to swing and shoot and do all kinds of stuff. So when it comes to black folks, and then it's just it's, it's so difficult for me. I'm going I'm to mind my business because I've seen nothing but negative results coming out of trying to protect black folks. And that's just from my personal experience. Yeah, no, and it's a hell of an experience, man, um, you know, Cause, and, and, and even, you know, you know, me and you, we talk offline all the time cause, oh, but, um, you know, you've always been, uh, that person, man, um, that, that would extend that hand and, and, you know, try to look out for somebody close to you, man. So I definitely, man, you know, always, man, uh, my, I got a lot of empathy, bro, for the way that, you know, that, that incident affected you, man, but it's a real conversation to be had because now you, you at the point where you like, I'm gonna mind my business. Um. You know, no, to be honest with you, I, I'm angry. I, I am like, I, that's why I hate talking about it. I'm angry. I'm still angry at black people. I'm very fucking angry. I, I, I'm sorry to cuss. I'm angry. Because this is like, it's bull, bull crap. It's our culture. It's all of that stuff and, and tied, embedded inside of it. And it's just like, and we still point the finger at everyone else and make it seem like, oh, like, no, it's us. We're the freaking problem, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting up. 
You good, bro? Nah, you good, bro? This this is this place for to answer the question. Hey, hey, but you, I will say this, hey, Rain, I got four sons, all right. Um, and um, I'm raising the way that I'm raising my sons, they would appreciate you. So I need you to understand that, like, there are young men, black men, and black women that are out there that are guided in the in the in a way to where they would understand your your um your heroism, and they would um they would appreciate that. I know for the ones that I'm raising, you know that's for a fact. So, but you have every right to feel the way that you feel, um. And, you know, overall in general. And I think we all would agree with that, you know. Um, That's why we're here. That's yeah, why we're here. And, you know, we, we, we saw, I think that um, for me personally, I've spoke about this, but I think that for all of the gentlemen that's here, we've all uh, kind of sat from, from some sort of perch and, and saw a need for change in our culture in, 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 a, in a various, uh, a, a variety of different uh, areas, man. And um and and that's where that's why we here, man. So so definitely, Ryan. You know you ain't never gotta apologize, man. And anytime you want to cuss, express yourself however you want to express yourself, bro. That's what this space is for, bro. Uh, but we 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 do want to see change in our community in a lot of different ways, and that's why we here with this conversation, man. You know, uh, talking about the concept of of what do you do in those in those moments where somebody that looks like you might need protection. Yeah, I think it. I think my answer depends. Yeah. Like, I think it depends. Like the, um, I'm borrowing from a, a program that was actually built for uh, for interventions in, uh, in sexual violence called Green Dot. Um, but distract, redirect, or delegate. You know, one of those three options. And there have been there have been times like, luckily I haven't had to be directing the situation in terms of since I was like 19 with a personal family situation uh, when I was a teenager. Uh, with my own family of origin, but the um, but I think about the incident I had about about a month and a half ago where um, I was I distracted I, I I distracted someone there was a there was a woman who was in her car, and this guy came out of a like CVS Walgreens whatever I forget which one it was, and he hemmed her up like had her like you know like shouting screaming her or whatever else in the in the car or whatever and she hadn't hadn't had a chance to start a car yet. So I made eye contact with her as I was walking behind the scene and just said, you all right? She was like, good, cool, cool, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, cool, cool. Now the dude actually did like try to follow me in the CVS. He's like, bro, what you trying to do? I was like, man, nothing, man. I was just, I, I thought you was somebody else. So I lied. I was like, I, I thought you was somebody I recognized. He was like, oh, my bad, my bad. I was, like, oh, I was all good. But I wanted to make sure she was all right because like he, she looked scared as shit. No, but I don't. But but I I blend that distraction with the idea of like I don't want to be direct. I don't want to jump directly in because I've had experiences where it's went way way south. Like like not not similar to what Rain was talking. Not too far similar to what Rain was talking about. Which is not in the physical sense where it went south for me. It was more of a mental health situation. But like I think with both of those involved, like you get to choose how. How you how you get involved, or whether you get involved at all. There may be some scenarios where I'm like, mm, I can't do anything about that. Like, I think I would have responded to that situation, my situation, differently if my daughters were with me. If my daughters were with me. I'm like, mm, priority number one, they got to get home. They have to get home. Like, I'm 
I'm, I'm sorry about your bad luck, but I have my two littles with me, and there's absolutely no way I'm getting myself involved uh, and putting you guys in any hurt, harm, or danger. So that's that was kind of, that's that's kind of priority like decision making in that situation where I'm like, mm, yeah or nah. So it's it's it's, it's circumstantial, man. Um, I think I think that's the case for most of us, man. I think um, if I had answered, bro, like. Um, me and mine, bro, my personal circle is, is my priority, right? Um, you know, I do, um, you know, I've lived in Missouri my whole life, whether it was St. Louis or Kansas City. I'm in St. Louis now, but I spent a great deal of my life in Kansas City. Um, I could hear a commotion going on on the next block or in the vicinity. If, if I am with my wife or any any sort of children in my family, hey man, you keep your your face straight. We minding our own business, and we just gonna keep it moving. Uh, I wouldn't give a damn what it is. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that, but in most scenarios, um, I'm gonna keep it moving, depending on who's with me. But then there's also scenarios, man, when when I'm by myself. I think that was kind of the um, original basis of the question when GT asked it. There's there's been plenty of scenarios where I'm by myself where I just kind of treat that on a case-by-case basis. It depends on the way I'm feeling. It depends on a great number of things. Um, but but uh, I guess here's my here's my question, uh, just to throw it in the air. In, in the event that um, there is a scenario where you may not, you may have looked the other way or uh, not got involved in a situation where somebody needed protection, uh, does that mean it's fair to label you as somebody that doesn't give a fuck about protecting black women? Because this is, I want to get into that, right? I want to get into kind of that, that whole concept um, because there's, there, there's a lot of behavior and I don't know if it's social media culture or what it is, but lately kind of in the room where, you know, you, you know, you can do something that somebody disagrees with or you cannot do something that somebody disagrees with. Now you're suddenly labeled as this type of person. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion. Everybody p- familiar with the Meg Thee Stallion, Tory Lanez situation, right? Uh, so, you know, in, in that whole uh, sort of back and forth, you have folks that believe that Meg Thee Stallion uh, was telling the truth. Folks that believe Tory Lanez was telling the truth. Now, I'm not going to give my stance. For, for those that don't know, I will give my stance, but I ain't going to give it right now. Um but if you was that person that, that said, well, I think that Meg is lying. I think that Tory Lanez is telling the truth that he's innocent. You could very well be labeled as somebody who doesn't protect black women. You're not concerned about the safety of black women. So what do you say to that? Um, you know, how do we get into breaking down that, that part of the conversation? I think in this in this situation specifically, it I think it's stupid to label somebody before the facts come out. That's that's the best way I can put it. So prior to that conviction, or prior prior to the conviction, prior to evidence being shown, it's hearsay. I heard Tory Lane shot Meg the Stallion. That's it. I like his I'm, I'm, he didn't do I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it a step back. I'm gonna take it a step back before we even get to that point. Okay. 
if a woman is with you, are you going to allow her to get shot in her feet? So I'm trying to figure out when I start running, why ain't she start running? That's the problem. They don't know how to follow. That's the problem. I don't know if there was no running involved, though. Why you you saw me running? Why the hell you still there? That's me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is it our job to get her out of this situation? Is it our job to get her out of this situation? GT, you talking about in, in the Meg and Tory specific dynamics uh, specific, versus, yeah. versus just just a woman that you with in general is what you like. Yeah. I think it kind of depends on the dynamic, man. Like like overall, I think it is um, you know what I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna give my opinion. Y'all go because it goes back it goes back it goes back to the topic of, of the night, right? Sure. Are we protecting? Are we? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I'm, I'm I'm asking, you know, are we going to even allow a woman to get shot that's in our presence? Oh, so you saying take the bullet for her? No. Are we going to protect her and get her out of that situation? <laughs> hey, listen, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with Megan and Tori. Like, I pay zero attention to that, so I don't know the scenario. But I look at it like this. I'm going to put my wife in a situation because I care about her. My wife is right here. A gun gets pulled. I'm doing everything I can to de-escalate that situation because she's right there. You know, I I might handle it like I'm sure we, we all might handle it a little differently if we were alone. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not a tough guy. I don't want to get shot. <laughs> like, like. Like we can't be friends, bro. Calm down. Like, why you got that? Like, we gonna talk. But I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna protect the person next to me, even if I got my wife. I'm, I'm gonna step in front of her and let her walk off if that's possible. But yeah, but that's gonna come down. And I hate to do this without them being here to to protect themselves. But that also comes down to being able just to follow fucking directions. <laughs> so, so what you alleging, JB? Just so I can make sure I'm following you correctly. Come on. Uh, I think you are you are alleging um, or, or may, maybe uh, bringing up the scenario, the dynamic where um, no matter how it is that you react into that situation, right? If if I, if I'm going to be confrontational or if I want to take off running, you saying as the woman, as your wife, I, I'm assuming we talking about that sort of relationship. Yeah. Um, she's supposed to just take. She's supposed to follow your lead regardless of what direction. Right. Okay. Now, if it's if it's a life or death situation, her her fight or flight's gonna kick in more so than whatever I tell her. So you know, I I can't you know. However, I'm gonna be like duck. You can't be like why. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 where I'm coming from. That's right. I don't have time to that's explain right. this that's danger right. coming towards you. I see it. You don't duck. That's right. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. GT, do that I- answer your question? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. I hear you, JB. I, I don't know if everybody spoke on it. My my iPad died on me. Um, but as far as the protecting protection of a stranger, I think it's different things. I think when it comes to somebody who like in a relationship, I think it's a little bit different, you know, than stranger on stranger. You know what I mean? Um but most of all, definitely, when if you know, if I have my family, you know, my family is priority. 
um, you know, which I learned, you know, the one you created is, is, the, is the most important family. So, um, but I think when it comes to protection, it's almost like, you know, uh, instead of protection, it's almost like education is needed because protection seems like, and depending on the situation, like a couple of the brothers that said, like, I ran into a situation that didn't work out good. Like I wasn't even really supposed to intercede. The woman, the woman wasn't even really tripping like that, you know? Well, um, then that's temporary protection. That's temporary. Cause she's going to go through the same thing again. So it's almost like she need education. She don't need protection, you know? And I guess that would be protecting, you know, with education. You know, and I know that's a, a, a flip to it. But like I said, it's almost like some people don't respect that. They don't respect you trying to protect them or they don't un, they don't they don't see the value. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, you, you, I, I think you, you put um, yourself at risk. Bert, uh, I think we talked about that in the meet, man, like uh, kind of what um, protection has looked like throughout history kind of in the black community in our in our culture right um you know with gender roles and and where whereas at a certain point in time in history you know uh all it all it might have taken was a b c and d and and that was considered you know sort of a real man a protector of his family uh right. but, but we kind of talked about how uh, some of those things have, have you know definitely changed throughout time man and, and clack i think you hit it right on the nail man because you know there was a point in time man where um, I think the community in general, man, especially men, men were, were really hard and we, we, you know, men didn't really talk much, show a lot of emotion, uh, really didn't do a whole lot of talking in terms of trying to explain to the children why they were doing something, you know, and, uh, you know, coach, you, you know, that's been one of the things, man, that I've always just admired about you, man, just watching you, uh, your fatherhood, man, a lot of your fatherhood, uh, has a lot to do with just coaching in general, man, just about life. You know, you even if you got to yell at your kid for a minute, man, you still going to explain to them, you know, why it is that you're telling them to do, you know, what it is that you're telling them. You might not be able, you might not have to, uh, have the opportunity to do that in every single moment. But like you said, man, be something where it's just not just temporary. Um, and, and I think that kind of goes with what we were talking about, Bert, man, like, how, how some of those dynamics have changed throughout time in terms of, you know, what is really, you know, required of a man in terms of protecting their family. Absolutely. Like the rules are different. The rules are different depending on where you stay. The rules are different in terms of like what your role is. Like I, I think we, what we spoke on, I was like, well, my, what my pops passed in 2021 and he, his generation, he was, you know, barely 60, what, 63, 64 we passed. He's 40 past. Um, and his generation, what they consider to be a good man, was like, oh, well, he has a good job. At, he has a good, he worked for Ford for years. He retired from there. Like, he has a good job at Ford. He holds down the household. He can he work for the city corps of engineers when he was like younger and worked for the city so he could build things. So he built us a tree house and everything else. From the outside looking in, people said, oh, that's a good man. Solid, solid father. But he was terrifying at home because he didn't have a good handle on his own emotions. So, you know, for me, as I got older, I was like, I don't want to be that father. I don't want to, I don't want my children to be terrified of me. And I think a lot of times we think about that kind of stuff, the evolution of that. And I, and I think part of that too is, you know, part of it's generational, part of it's the image you, pro, you projected out to the world. 
but also, I mean, that was the expectation. I mean, like on, on, our, on our block, on our block, I think my household growing up, we were the only one of the only, aside from my grandmother's house, my house, and maybe a couple of houses on the block on 30th. I think we were only two houses that had two parents in the household, let alone had a daddy in the household. Like, so I think the the image that was projected out there, projected out there was like, you know, he's there and he's paying the bills. So that the bar, as, as I say now, the bar was so low that it was in hell. It never trip over in the morning. Like it, that, that is not, from my view of manhood now as an adult, that is not the bar I want to set for my daughters. It's like, oh yeah, he. My daddy paid paid the bills. No, I want you to actually feel that my daddy is here and supports me and cares about me and actually communicates with me and shows up and all these other kind of things. I think, and I think that's also just generational, man. Like I talked, I can talk about it. it. That that role evolves, and I think there's room for evolution in that scenario. We're like, okay, well, what other things we can't for my basketball players? We can't play ball the same way we did in the '80s. You can't lay a forearm into somebody and call it that way. Like you actually have to evolve with the game too as well. So that means adding new tools to your toolbox. Yeah, I think I probably should check in on my mental health. Uh, maybe I was traumatized by some of this stuff. Or maybe it's possible that like, you know, that I should care more about my emotions and things like that. I mean, I think the the sometimes the prototype or the, the version of the men that we are we are trying to be or are, are being held a standard to maybe it's based off old tech it's based off of a, a, of a world that no longer exists anymore like the idea of like oh well, we got to be we got to protect provide we got to make sure that all that's taken care of yeah sure that's 100 percent fine but protection may be more multi you know, more multi-dynamic than any other situation so like that means more than just bring home the bacon pay the bills more than 50 50 100 zero kind of thing like you cover everything yeah, that's great. But if you so stressed out and pissed off at work that you come home and scream at your partner or you come home and you just don't with your kids, like we got to I think we as men have to raise that bar and that standard about what we consider to be real men. You know, mm-hmm. when I um when I talk to uh, like I work with a lot of men, like, you know, what I mean, like I work with a lot of men that come in first. First time I end up dealing with the family and then after that I end up working with the men. And one of the things that I work on with a lot of men is that understanding that we especially in like in a family especially when we have when we have a a wife and children we don't understand how much control we have over the emotional thermometer in the household like you know what i mean like we come in based on our behavior the house will gravitate to us or move away from us and it's and i think it's important that we begin to understand how much and i'm just moving off of what you said i don't know if i'm staying on topic or whatnot but it's really important mm-hmm. that we understand how much power and control we have over or influence our household emotions and ability to handle those. And that would take for us to first understand the power that we have. Like it's, it's, it's difficult. A lot of men don't understand. They think I come in and the house move away from me. It's their fault. In reality, we have to accept responsibility and understand that sometimes if we had a rough day at home. Like I I've said, I've said in my driveway a few times for a few minutes, composing myself, taking some deep breaths to make sure I'm moving this house with a smile on my face. Because this is probably the first or second time that they've seen me throughout the day. And I'm working late, so they're probably only going to see me for about two hours throughout the day. So I have to make sure I'm able to manage that and not just always uh, like stay constant, but show them that I'm able to manage it, even when things are down. So I don't know if that stayed on point, but you know what I mean. No, bro. 
But I honestly think, uh, but I honestly think the only way you can protect someone is if is if they are working with you. The woman's working in the masculine. There's no way you can protect them because at the end of the day, they're gonna keep putting themselves in the position of a man, and I can't protect you unless you, it's, you know. So like at the end of the day, like a woman has to also do her part into like, all right, cool, like you know, like you can't protect the kids. Like imagine if you're on battlefield. You can't protect a, ki a kid on the battlefield if they're out there trying to fight with you. No, you got to tell them to back up, hide somewhere safe so I can handle this and you just, and I come get you after. But we can't have you sitting there like in their face also when we're trying to de-escalate the situation. Yeah. Because Megan, Megan acts out of masculine energy. So she's probably well, putting her hand in his face you, and everything. I ain't going to let you go there. I ain't gonna let you go there, man. Like uh, we talking about uh, somebody pulling out a gun and shooting uh, a woman in the foot, man. I wouldn't give a damn. Uh, if, you know, we, we we ain't gonna go there with the Megan situation. You give me another scenario. Where I mean, I mean, I, I don't care who it is, a woman or a man. I'm not protecting. But you're not gonna like we, yo. We're not talking about. Well, yeah. Listen, I'm not talking about protecting uh, in in that particular situation. But um, overall, what I mean by this rain, as far as protecting is. I wouldn't shoot a woman in the foot over oh, yeah, a, no. over a misunderstanding, right? Um, that Meg DeSalle situation is just a crazy situation because I can't imagine being a neighbor or uh, somebody that was a witness to kind of see that play out. Um, but I will say that um, once Meg DeSalle said, and everybody noticed about me, once she said that Tory Lane shot her, I believed her until I was going to see otherwise. Um, you know, later for all of the, all of the, um, you know, there, there, there's a lot of situations where somebody could lie on somebody. Right. But I'm, I'm going to, um, believe the word of a woman in that situation. If she ain't gave me no reason to not believe her word when she makes a serious accusation such as that. She named this man. She said he actually shot me. You know, and these are celebrities that we're talking about. And I said, man, ain't no way she's lying about that. Just me personally. Um, and and uh, and if and, and my whole thing was, if he did do that, then he should be punished to the fullest extent of the law because that that that's not an act in which is reasonable. There's no there's no excuse for you know actually putting a bullet in a woman because y'all having an argument. Even if she is in your face and, and putting her fingers in your face and all of that. Um, you know, for me, um, sometimes, uh, and I'll just spend a couple of seconds here. I know we got to go to break, but sometimes, man, I think that um, you can protect somebody by walking away, right? By, you know, by, by, by not entertaining a sort of a conflict or a situation. And I know me personally, I've had to do that with women a number of times you know, um, over the years, just, just different, not just talking about, you know, somebody I'm in a relationship with, but just, a, a black woman in general, you know, women of other races as well, but it's, you know, definitely black women, uh, in, in my community, I've had to just walk away and you do that in my mind, I'm doing that to protect you from the situation going too far. So, um, that's just my, my opinion on that. Yeah, go ahead. Question for you. Now this is not something we've we've spoken about, but my but I I I got a feeling. What do you do when they follow you after you try to walk away? 
That's a whole nother episode. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, because they don't let you walk away. No, they don't walking away. We about to talk about this right now. I'm blocking every door in this house you try to walk through. Like that, yeah. that, that is that is someone's for both. If someone does not let you leave, let me just name this. We get into it. We, we we go we go to Everybody the. Everybody shaking their head because we've all been through. No, 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 no. When, when, when what I'm saying is, whenever somebody when, I, when we got get to the mental health aspect of this later on later on in the show, like that okay. is a, that not letting somebody leave is emotionally abusive and a domestically violent sure. act. Period. Like block block the sure, door. That's everything what we else. Do. And, and, and so mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. men are victims of domestic violence too as well. But we laugh at the well. stuff, when, yeah. So like, it's, it's important to be able to put that like in, and take that really serious, you know. So like, no, it is. It is. It's a serious conversation. I think. I know. I know we can hold it lightly. I know we can hold it lightly too. We as well, brought it up. But at the same time, uh, like, it, too, it, is. Like, it's, it happens. It definitely happens. JB, you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't it lying. Does you know? I think um, even to circle back to what Rain was talking about, as far as um, you know, a woman that 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 could be giving off a little bit too much uh he called it masculine energy um you know trying 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 to kind of walk in the shoes of a man uh in 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 any sort of situation you know um the ladies they spoke about that uh in their episode the strong black woman episode they actually tied it to history man they uh they read uh excerpt from the willie lynch letter and uh they they talked about you know how you know it was intentional to to kind of create this reversal of roles in the black community where the women, you know, grow up being taught to be independent and strong and, and not need a man. And, 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 uh, so they, they, they had a real good conversation on that, man. And I think that there's some truth behind that, man, in terms of, because like, like Rain said, man, like a lot of that is part of, uh, the culture, right. You know, you get into sort of situations where, you know, women can be a little bit, uh, hyper aggressive in front of you. And a lot of that comes from, you know, just the DNA and the upbringing and the days back to, you know, the Willie Lynch times, man. So uh, definitely, man, the conversation, man, like what we're doing right now, man, the dialogues need to be had. I think we all can agree on that. It's also important that we don't match that feminine energy because sometimes you get into a, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of us, it's a lot of guys matching that feminine energy, getting into an argument and going all out when you ain't got to. Exactly. That was Tory Lanez, and he pulled a gun. Yeah, I, I ain't want to say that. I ain't want to say no, that. No, I'm going to say that. I'm going <laughs> to defend. Well, I ain't going to defend Mary. No, I am going to defend Mary. No, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. Uh, okay, you know what, brothers? Um, Let's take a quick breather, man. Let's take a quick little break, man. Uh, Get a word from our sponsors, and then uh, we'll come back and, and uh, finish the conversation, man. But good, good stuff so far, brothers. At Lifted KC. We aim to reduce the stigma associated with mental health by promoting awareness of mental illness, its symptoms, and providing resources for those in need. We believe that through trust, relationships, understanding, service, and teamwork, transformation is possible. Support the Men Heal Movement by donating to the Cash App handle LiftedKCOrg. For more information about our organization, visit www.liftedkc.org. Lifted KC, transforming lives through hope and healing. 
2023. Angela Marie Publishing will be in Kansas City, Missouri at the Heritage Festival in the Historic Vine District. Saturday, June 17th from noon to 10 p.m. Visit our booth at 18th and Vine for exclusive Juneteenth pricing and deals on all AMP products and merch. Featuring paperback books from the Art of Cheating episode, the full lineup of the Healing Collection, brought to you by the Blacked Out Couch Podcast, the I Am series, featuring the limited edition I Am Pretty shirt, and a special Juneteenth 2023 version of the I Am Prosperous Team. Saturday, June 17th from noon to 10, Historic Jazz District on the Vine. Come out and support Black Heritage and Freedom with Angela Marie Publishing, bringing words to life. Everybody still good? Y'all still with me on the couch? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, so, you know, where we left off, man, um, you know, I was talking about sort of the Willie Lynch factor, man, kind of, uh, you know, a lot of it being the culture and the reversal of the roles. Um, so I did want to kind of spend a little bit of time on that, man, if y'all don't mind. But uh, when I think about, you know, protecting, uh, protecting like my woman and my family, uh, the kids that are around me, right? Uh, one of the things that I do think about um, is sort of the cop factor, man, the police factor, right? There's, there's been moments where, um, and I'm not even saying the police being directly involved in the interaction, but uh, if, if, if there's a moment that calls for what I deem, I need to protect them from this other person or from this group of people, in the back of my mind, I have to think about the police being called to the scene. Um, you know, police get involved in, in any sort of situation, uh, whether it's, you know, me breaking up a fight, like my like my cousin said, happened with him in an accident. He's trying to break up the fight. Like in that situation, me personally, I'm thinking about the police getting involved at any given time because that changes the dynamics of the situation and I feel um I feel more powerless. You know, in the situation being mm-hmm. a black man and, and, and living in this country where if the police get involved with this, I may not be able to, to, to take this in, in the direction that I want to take it in general. So can we speak about sort of that dynamic when it comes to, like, protecting our own? Power dynamics play a huge role in what we have available. Like, if if we're in a situation where the, where the cops is involved, like, I'm not going to respond the same way. Like, because I... I'm trying my damnedest to get home. I don't want to become a hashtag. That is not, I I, I cannot, I cannot be of support from, or, you know, my family's from the other side. So it changes what's actually available. And so maybe I don't directly intervene in that fight. Maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe soon somebody says they call the police. I'm out. I'm out and gone. Like, like, I just, I, I don't want to take that chance because, for, for you guys, y'all see, you know, Burt Rogers, mental health therapist and blah, blah, blah. To me, they're going to see another young brother with locks, tattoos, and everything else, and they're going to come in and spray. They just see another black man that they need to put down. And I, I, I don't want to play that game. I mean, I I have families who've been, who've been you know, shot and killed by the police. You know? I, 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 I'm not playing that game. Like, I, I don't want to catch that 
the the wrong cop on their on their day, and now now I'm gone. Like I can't I can't I can't make I can't take that chance. I I cannot. I refuse to take that chance. As a matter of fact, uh-huh. it I, is it safe to say that you know we might want to add a timeline to this question, and the reason why I said that is because this is appropriate if we're talking about the 60s and the 70s to step in and be the hero and, hey, protect somebody. Nowadays, the women doing the shooting. Like, so it's to the point the way they so masculine, they protecting their damn self. Now, hold on. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, though, like, I mean, I, we got it. We got, I'm thinking maybe a timeline here matters. Because... Now, I, I can agree with you because earlier I was thinking, like, most of the time, like back in the days, it was different. Women were different. They were pretty much moving along the same accord. They had the like they they had a script. Now there is no script, and yeah. you know you don't know what you're jumping into. Like you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah, twenty years ago they weren't hopping in no Uber going to some dude house that they met off Instagram. Right. Mm. <laughs> you, I'm just saying. Like I, I you saying that they take they take more risk. They, they, oh they, yeah. They uh, oh, are yeah. there. They're not looking. They're not looking. Looking to be protected. Are you speaking from that dynamic? I'm looking. At, I'm saying that they're put. They're putting themselves in a higher, in a, a higher, uh, a riskier situation. Um, and it, it, I think the 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 the, the decision making is is less um, based off their safety, but more on the gratification that they that they might get or the fun that they might have. Um, cause it's, I think that there are certain things that women I know wouldn't do 20 years ago that they will do now or 30 years ago that they will do now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like you could just send a few texts. Ain't no way, you know, that you could just, a woman would trust you that way if she hadn't spent a certain amount of time with you or had a certain amount of conversations or a certain interaction with you. Now it could be based off of what she's seen you got. Or what she's seen, you know, who she's seen you with. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, they, it, it's just different now. And that's why I said maybe the timeline has a has a uh, has an effect on, on the decision on, on, on protection. I, I think it's different now, too. And I'm going to put the blame back on us as black men. So in terms of 60s, 70s and how women moved, to speak to what Rain said, they were more we could say they were more feminine. They, they moved in a more feminine energy than they do now. And that's because of the absence of us. They have to. And it's a multi-tiered answer as to why we're missing. I mean, we can go incarceration, but I'm going to speak to a couple of things I, can, I just know personally. So just in terms of just our neighborhood, let's speak to our neighborhood. Who is supposed to protect our neighborhood? Where I live, my hood, my block. Is it the police or is it me? I think it's me, right? Mm-hmm. But we went through a culture shift where us men, we were not protecting our hoods. We were exploiting them. We were selling drugs in them. We didn't care who we sold them to. That was the downfall of our society. And I'm going to go back to that early 80s, that 79, 80, when crack came in and proliferated. Like, Everything changed. The family household changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
that crack addiction, we want to talk about DNA and and things permeating through years. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I know personally I was affected by it. I know I was. And then we can talk about gang culture, how we perpetuate that, how gangs, they will get in the neighborhood. They protect each other. Well, fuck grandma walking up the street. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no respect there anymore. So we've lost ourselves as men. And and I and I I can't say us personally, but I'm I'm throwing us all up in there to even what hold you each other. The culture, the culture. Accountable to say that's fucking wrong. You need to stop. Do something different. I think it, yeah, we jumped off. Yeah. The, I would agree. We jumped off the cliff. We jumped off the cliff, but I, I but we can't forget, y'all. We had some people behind us with some good shoves and pushes. Oh yeah. Okay. Because because now you know they were being women were being incentivized, man, to have the men not be in the home. Yeah. Yeah. They would be like you. That's all. They go back to the Willie Lynch. You go back to yeah. You ain't getting no government of yeah. You ain't getting no government assistance if you had that man in the house. True. You know what I mean? Like it, it, the separation, man. I mean, like, you know, that's a whole different story, but I I will say that there's also a feminist movement that happened to where women wanted mm-hmm. equal everything. And they would they mm-hmm. stuck their head, they they was like, hey, we want we want the same thing as men want. And they deserve it. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um and but the thing is, we're not equal though. No, we're not equal. So like I, I like if you deserve the same thing that men deserve, then you deserve to get drafted. Right? You deserve to get drafted. Then you don't deserve a WNBA. You need to try out the men. You understand? If it's equal, then it needs to be equal. And when somebody busts in a house at two o'clock in the morning, jump your ass up and protect everybody since it's equal. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Think, so you can't oh, one yeah, minute I, I want you can't you can't you can't you can't one minute want an old school man to do all of this traditional stuff and then the next minute, no, nah, I got this, I don't need you. We, I want this, I want equal, equal, equal. But we're I, not the same though. We not, I, we just I, not I, equal. I feel like it was a podcast host that touched on this. What was his name? <laughs> this man is already on it. <laughs> <laughs> he already is. What was his man? What was that guy's name that touched on this stuff? <laughs> was it Kevin Samuels? I think so. We'll come back to that. Song. We'll come back to that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. No, but I think I think, I think it determines like what kind of relationship you actually want, though. Too like if you, yeah. if, I think a clear like a couple of things that happened. Right, we talk about the trauma of crack cocaine hit all our communities. We talk about the the, the not so gentle push that the government did to put the shit in our communities to begin with and bust up the Black Panthers to turn into the gangs. We ain't gonna talk about that shit, but that's definitely part of the story. With all that being said, we're talking about the, the effects of generational trauma, communal trauma, and individual trauma. All these things affect our ability to relate to each other in a healthy kind of way. And it, it ruptures our ability to actually define what we want to build for ourselves and what we want to build with each other. And in that situation, if we have that, that kind of dynamic at play, you have people who are basing their idea of what they want off old tech of like well this is what worked mm-hmm. like what worked for my folks will not work for me what worked for the community at the time would not may not may not work for me it may not be a scenario where you want someone to jump up and like like personally like if me and my daughters are out and about somewhere and they're let's say they're over the age 18 they're kids now but let's say the situation pops up i don't want my girls fighting i'm mm-hmm. jumping in immediately 
okay, how old I am? Like that that's not gonna be a scenario where I'm letting them go out there and fight. And they can, they can hold their own, sure. Both my daughters know how to throw elbows, knees, and God help you if my daughter sinks in the rear naked choke because it's over for you. But the problem is though, is like I don't want that kind of space because I'm their daddy. That is not your that's not your job. So part of it is preparing them for something they may have to be involved in, but also knowing that as they dad, that, that is my job. That is my responsibility. And I take that on willingly. I took it on when I decided that we were gonna have we we're all gonna decide to have kids. Like, okay, we're gonna have kids, that's that's my job. But I think defining what that actually means for everybody's relationship, if you want somebody to go 50 50, go for it. If you want to take man takes hundred percent of the bills, go for it. But as but that you have to define, I think when we go left in some of these conversations with Mr. Podcast Man included, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I think I think if you start defining it for everyone, what everyone should be doing, I don't know how Kevin Stanley ran his house. I don't know. But I do I do know for sure in terms of how we co-create our relationships. If you want to define it as such, like, hey, I'll I want you to carry your toolie outside. We out there too. If they start busting, we start busting together. Whatever. That's the situation. That's between you and your partner. But if it's a scenario where someone's expecting everything to run off of a should about what everybody else does, they said it when, to me when I was growing up, hey, what they do down the block ain't got shit to do with what's going on in this household. So uh-huh. if, if, they, if they run their household that way, great. If Kevin Samuel wants to run his household that way and be a high value man and give people advice, Hey, that's advice for his household. That's fine for him. But I think I think part of it is like defining, hey, how do I interact with feminism? How do I interact with women's lib? How do I interact with what I think gender roles are? Because you can define what your shoulds are for yourself because those are your core values. Those are the things you find to be really, really, really important. But I'd be damned if somebody else defines it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, man. Like, that's, that's a good point. Like, I think everybody's dynamics is... Um, you know, it's going to look different. Right. Um, but I'm going to challenge that a little bit. Right. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm the same way sort of like, um, in our household, right. We, you know, me and my wife, we got our own dynamics own delegated roles, so to speak. But one role that I think is, is, is my area is, is security is protection. And I think, and I think when I say, um, I think it looks different for everybody. I think, yeah, but like as far as protection, like security, that's a man's role no matter what where we at in the timeline. For me, this is the way I look at it. Uh-huh. That's a man's role no matter where we at in the timeline in history, no matter where we at in the time of day. Not to say that um that means that I push you out of the way and this it ain't superhero shit. It's I'm head of security. I'm I'm you know, so all all matters of security go through me. You know, Absolutely. I'm going to be the one to show you how to use a weapon if I'm comfortable with you using a weapon. I'm going to show you what the security protocols are leaving and coming coming and going, right? So I think that I, for me, bro, if it ain't nothing else that we agree on, right? security and protection is a man's job. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. I'll let y'all I, jump I, in. I can, right. rock, I can rock with that because there, there's, there's no, if there's a noise outside, I'd be damned if I'm not the one out there with the tool over my back. Like, like I'm, I'm going to check on that weird ass noise that's outside. Or if there's a situation where, like, like that, 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 that goes when my daughter's like, oh God, there's a spider. Okay, guess who's killing the spider today? Like, that's, <laughs> goes from there all the way up though. That, that is, I, I, I am the, I am the last one up to lock the doors. And it's been this way. Part of my parentification as a kid was, I'm the last one awake. 
I'm the last one awake in the household. I outstay I, I, I everybody as kids. And part of that was, I'm, even as an adult now, I'm the last one up to lock the door. I do the perimeter check when I leave. I set the alarm. Like, and I don't, and I don't go to sleep until those things are done. Like that's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making like, like the doors locked, everything cool. Yeah, but in today's time, the, 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 the women are now starting to see that as sexist. They may. I wouldn't give they a damn. Think, I you think what? that if they want to, Rain, but when it come down to it, they gonna step the fuck back and let you handle it. Trust me. <laughs> You've been there. Like, <laughs> they gonna shut the fuck up because at some point that alpha's gonna come out. And that ain't they ain't got that. At some point, if it if it goes there, I'm shutting the fuck up. He got this. But unfortunately, it, it's a learning curve for some people. It's, it's a learning curve, but it's also um, I'm gonna say this, man. Like that that's the way that I live. Like like JB say, like look, this is the way it's gonna be. But I'm not saying that, Ray. I'm not saying that to say that it ain't been moments where my wife. Then overstepped her boundaries, and we've had to have a conversation about that. And I had to remind her that this is my area. That's 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 gonna be your ups and downs. It's gonna be. It's been moments. Matter of fact, man, I might even told you about. You know, it was a time where I where I hopped up in another brother's face because we was finna go there, and my wife jumped in between us, and 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 me and her argued about that for for the whole rest of the trip we was on, right? Because mm-hmm. you know even knows and it's like this is the way but everybody's not going to be perfect and i think bro the whole beauty about relationships and the people that you protect around you is that like what coach said is sometimes it's it's always a constant learning experience you got to coach them on, on on how to be up under your protection and sometimes they might not you know remember everything that they was coaching you just got to remind them because everybody you know but like jb said the bottom line is if you really assert yourself as 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 the person that's supposed to be in that role. Uh, I don't, I don't think that, you know, any woman uh, in her right mind gets in your way. And if you do find that that's the case, you, that ain't who you supposed to be with. You know, if y'all can't mm-hmm. mess, that's just my opinion. I think that protection and security is a man's thing. And the question, so, no the, the back end question I have is like, you know, does that person feel safe under your wing though too? Like, I think that's a big part of it too. Like, I think, I think part of like, lead a dialogue, being a leader, that kind of stuff too as well. You got to be, you know, I, I talk a lot about, I talk a lot about power dynamics and like, you know, you have to have a scenario where a person feels safe with you taking the lead. Like that means you will that if you, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to pick up that mantle and you're going to say you an alpha or whatever else, well, you damn sure better lead your pack well. Are like, you responsible? Are you responsible for them feeling safe? If you I, provide I, all of that stuff, if you provide the security, financial, all that stuff, are you responsible for them feeling safe? I I believe I am. I, I for for me, my my job as a as you know as a as a dad as a, as is to make sure that they feel that sense of safety, even if things are falling apart. My job is like, okay, yeah, you. I want you to feel safe, and I want you to tell me if you don't, because that is I, I, for me as a man. I feel like that's my response. Like, mm-hmm. That is my. Not, not, not. I wouldn't even say just responsibility. I put it as strong for myself. That's my obligation to show up in that mm-hmm. way, even if things are all kinds of upheaval and topsy turvy as my situation is right now. I still think it's like, hey, my job as a leader is to, be able to say, hey, think shit's about to change around here, and this is how I can make sure that y'all have a safe landing, no matter what the situation looks like, because that's what I signed up for, and I take yeah. that job. I take, I take, I take that extremely serious. Like so, emotionally. Physically, financially, whatever the situation is, 
No, I understand makes- what you're saying, but that's considering if you're dealing with someone who's emotionally stable. How do yeah. I? Very true. Very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, do I, make, I, think do I, I think what Brother Manahan was something that you're incapable of feeling. No, 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 I think what Brother Manahan was saying that uh, I think what you were asking, Scott, was that if if you have a situation where you are providing, uh, you know, all of these things to protect somebody, and yet they still don't feel safe. Is that what you were right. saying? Yeah. Are you responsible for? Are you responsible for the fact that they don't feel? secure under your protection mm-hmm. that's a great question right because that's because i do think that dynamic exists i mean let's be honest man look to your left and right i don't you black women say it all the time they don't feel protected by us mm-hmm. just in general black women right. say that they don't feel protected by us so so mm-hmm. whose responsibility is that to make them mm-hmm. feel protected or whose responsibility is it that they don't feel protected i think that's what scott is asking am i yeah, okay. right I think, I think it's specificity though too i think i think you have to define like what what you're protecting in that situation. I think when I, when I hear that phrase that black men are not protecting our women, what I hear is, hey, you're not checking your your guys. You're not you're not you're not standing up or checking the guys in your community that are out of pocket. Like I think I think when we talk about that aspect, when I hear that phrase, that's what I often I don't think about like he didn't show up in a superhero way and catch a bullet for me. Or I I don't think that's not where my brain goes. I think about like Hey, your boy's on some fuckery, and you ain't say shit to him. Your boy's on some bullshit, and he's out here hitting his partner. He's out here, you know, not taking care of his kids, and you ain't say shit to this man. You ain't protecting him. Right. Or, or I think about it in terms of family dynamic. If uh, you know, you're not, you're not looking out for your daughter in terms of like you're choosing your own. Like I think about like, guys who are parentified, but who also haven't like stepped into their own adulthood. And they end up siding with their own individual family, family of origin over protecting their own kiddos or protecting their, their the vulnerable people in their household. I think that right. when I think about not being protected, I think about intimate partner violence. I think about my own daddy who failed to protect everybody in that household, even though he was providing mm-hmm. a house. He was providing a house, but he didn't provide no home. So like when right. we talk about protecting, I talk about protection in that way, even if that person if that person's not stable, say for instance, to answer that piece of the question from my end. If the person isn't stable, you can't you can't overstep and make this person feel safe. If you're doing everything, mm-hmm. if you're doing checklist, like man, did I show up emotionally? Okay, check physically. Yeah, did I? Damn, did I show up with everything I possibly could? Yeah, they still don't feel safe. We can't be responsible how someone receives said protection, but we can do an honest assessment on what if we did everything we possibly could do. And if we, I think we, a lot of yeah. Now go ahead, go ahead. I think a lot of times, like we begin building relationships with people who are unstable in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. even our understanding of what it is to protect our household is unstable because most of us come from financially unstable backgrounds. So the first thing we want to do is provide. And yeah. then we don't think about the provide and protect physically, but we don't think about emotions or all the other stuff that we was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I mean? Once you're in a relationship, how do you, how do you pivot? And get to the point where you're like, okay, well, I'm I'm short in this area, or I'm not I'm not I'm 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 falling short in this area. How do we do that as mm-hmm. men? Because we fall short a lot of times too. How do we do that and then compensate for where we are falling short? Like, who do who's gonna check us? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we the king of our domain. Who gonna check us and say, hey, you need to do this? Like, you know what I, I mean? It, like, I don't know. I think it comes from conversations like we have in here, though. I think I mean I know I know for for us, I mean we all seem to be you know honest and truthful men as a whole, and I think we if we 
built that kind of connection with each other, it would be something for somebody to pull somebody's coattails. Like, hey, bro, you fucking up. Like, I think that mm-hmm. is like an honest, because yeah, I think we can be that blunt. You fucking up. Right. You fucked up. Right. And I think so, you, need, you need to have people around you. So mm-hmm. with that, Scott, when you talk about the relationship, so I've been married for 19 years. Uh, and I actually spoke about this last week. Where you uh, you good? What's that? I said, you can't surround yourself with fuck boys and expect kings. Like, uh, <laughs> that's not how it works. You got it. You got it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Being married for 19 years, like, I got married early 20s, mid 20s. Uh, my wife and I were high school sweethearts. So we grew up together. We're different people now than we were when we met, when we got married, mm-hmm. first kid, first house. We're different people. So a part of that protection is actually listening to that person you chose to be a partner with because they'll tell you what you're not giving them. It's up to us to listen and to, to validate it or to not, but we have to listen. This person is telling me something. I I brought this up last week. My wife in my early, when, when she met me, I had qualities that she absolutely loved. Now me growing and maturing as a man, those qualities aren't as attractive to her anymore. Uh-huh. Do I just be like, hey, I, I am who I am, deal with it, or am I going to protect my wife who's sharing this with me? She was vulnerable enough to share this with me. Why well, take that and be like, you're right, I'm going to try to make some changes, or at least I'm going to take some steps to make a change. So I think a part of that, that um, umbrella protection is listen to the people you're protecting too, because they'll tell you when something's wrong mm-hmm. or how they feel, you know. But like you said, is that a stable person telling me that, or is she coming out emotional, <laughs> emotional left field? It don't make sense right now. But, but once again, I've been married long enough. Even if she is being emotional, I still have to listen. I can't just dismiss her because that's just going to take it up another level. So, just in terms of having that emotional intelligence to stop what I'm doing, look her in the eye and listen. Now, uh-huh. am I going to be able to? make a change that she wants who knows but i think that first step just that that step of listening makes a huge difference in terms of a person feeling protected by you right yeah yeah um anybody else want to chime in on that yeah i'll say something on that too though because like it also depends on you know what a woman is as far as like her communication you know i mean like because if she don't communicate her feelings then you don't necessarily know, right? Everything that's going on. And then you have some women who like to hold on to what it is that they thinking or how they feeling and wait to the moment of when you bring something to them. Like, hey, I need you to do this or mm-hmm. and it's hey, well, what about you? When you do this and do that yeah. and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can't you it's 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 a little difficult then, you know. Um, you know, cause uh communication um, it's it definitely you have to have clarity within the communication. I mean, Invaluable, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and and being like you said, nineteen years in, you should be able to be straightforward. Yeah. You know, what I mean, um, you know, you shouldn't have to um, pride and probe to try and find out what an issue is. You know, I think that, um, and it goes back to um, you know some of the things that that uh, Scott was saying. Even Rogers, you know, it's it, one of my main things I was saying, I, I started saying, uh, I think 
about several months ago, last year, I started saying, you know what? I just feel proud of myself from from uh, continually uh, picking myself up from failing from false information. Mm-hmm. Break that down so, <laughs> I said, <laughs> I, so, so basically, I feel good about myself of all the times I failed and picked myself up, but now knowing that I failed just off having false information. Uh-huh. So, you know, because the things that I thought, like you said, relying on old tech and things of that nature, like, okay, you know what, this is supposed to work. Or, well, my mama did it like this, or my daddy did it like this. So basically, some of these things that we relying on and what our beliefs was, was on what our parents' beliefs was and was what their uh-huh. parents' beliefs was uh-huh. and could have been my parents' partners' beliefs and they right. neighbors and uh-huh. whatever the case is. Uh-huh. And we carrying that on. And we thinking it's supposed to apply to our life. And so then when you get, I'm, I'll be 47 in August. So I think around this time I start realizing like, damn, all this stuff was really that I thought I knew. It really didn't I apply know nothing. to me. Right. It, it, yeah, because it didn't apply to me. It really didn't. Now that I know me, now I know what really applies to me. The, all the things, all the teachings, all the experiences, all the things I heard, all the stories. You know, you try to soak up all that as you grow, but all that don't mm-hmm. apply to you. You know what I mean? Right. Until you realize what really applies to you. And once you realize that, then you can start making the change. Because remember, the question was like, man, how do you how do you make those changes? Right. Mm-hmm. And when it goes back down to really self-talk, because can't nobody see everything that you're doing to even check you for real. And that means you got to go be telling your whole story of everything you're doing. And that's very, that's that's not likely that you go, mm-hmm. go, hey, man, I did this today. I did this today, man. I grabbed my wife by the neck. I should have did, did it. it. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, that's not something that you will be talking about much. So really, it does take a platform like this, right? Check this out now. It take a platform like this to when this end. We can walk away and have a different conversation with ourselves now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we, we truly yeah. know the details of what's going on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because even though we open, we still ain't open with 100% details of everything. Because that's yeah. just how it is, yeah. y'all. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But one day yeah. we can get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But right now, that's this right. is enough that's to real. make you go have a conversation with yourself. And be like, mm-hmm. hold up, man. The next time my wife say this. Or the next time this situation come, I think I'm gonna look at it a little bit different. Yeah, I talk to myself you know, all the time. My wife think I'm crazy. So. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. Hey, come sometimes on, you have wise counsels. It be like that sometimes. Come on. <laughs> hey, 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 real Scott, quick. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, brother Scott. Now, so to go back on on what Joe Joel Johnson, Coach Johnson was saying, um, one of the books that I've one of the books that I that I've read and I suggest to a lot of my clients and just friends and everything. I, I can't. I love passing this book out. It's the Four Agreements. I'm not. I'm sure. I'm sure some of y'all have heard of that book. Ali. But <laughs> the Four Agreements. The Four Agreements is so yeah. dope when it comes to sitting back and assessing yourself, and then making yeah. like, re, like making these new agreements with yourself to move through life differently because. We come in this with a lot of baggage, like like my dude, like Bert said, we use the old tech from our parents that was built for them to help them survive back then, and now we here trying to be trying to be that version of ourselves when it's not gonna work. But 
The Four Agreements is a dope book, like a dope starting place for anybody that understands that they have some personal th- difficulties and they might need to it might need to reach a little deeper to dig some of the deeper stuff out. So the Four Agreements is a good book. I'm just gonna throw that out there. That's it. Man, brother Scott said laughing. it best. Yeah, hey, go ahead, Holly. Go ahead. Because Coach Johnson, Coach Johnson, that was a book that he wrecked. I don't even remember when that was. It's been a few years, a couple of years or so, maybe three yep. years. Uh, three years ago, you had you had uh, recommended that book to me. I did buy it. I bought the ebook and the paperback. Um, you know, so I would go back and forth with, with reading them. I recommended that to uh, some other man because uh, for me, you know, you know, and now that I think about it, I don't know if I've ever recommended that to a woman. Uh, I don't know if there's anything behind that, but just for me, the, you know, what I what I took from the four agreements, man. I, you know, it definitely. I, I, I paid that forward, man, because Coach put me up on that. Uh, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But one of the one of the things that it does talk about is is not making assumptions, man. And and uh, the whole the whole um, the whole uh, I think overall general theme, bro, is is just being self uh, accountable, self aware. And I think mm-hmm. that's what, what Coach was talking about, yep. man, is is that we got to get more to the point where we can hold ourselves accountable. But I think right. that the, the point that you were making was um, spaces like these where, where man hold each other accountable, even though we don't have all of the details downloaded between, but, but, but that gives you the opportunity where you can walk away from this and start to have some, some better conversations, some deeper conversations with self. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, man, for sure. For sure. Yes, definitely. Hey, it's five, hey, call it, it's a book out. It's the fifth agreement. They added one more on there now. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the fifth agreement, but yeah, definitely. Um, like what Scott was saying, man, like it's the self awareness first, the self talk, and just checking ourselves. And Holly, man, thank you. Like I said, this platform does help. I think I'm at a good seven and a half now. I'm steady. <laughs> hey, my rate is steady going up. You feel me? Yeah. Like I'm over here on live, steady draw driving up my uh my ratings. You hear me? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you know, so that's, listen, that, man. I, uh, I love that. Listen, man. I want to be respectful of everybody's time too, man. Um, brother Rogers. Um, we can get into that resources uh section, man. Just to drive it back home. Uh, you know, we talking about the concept of protecting women and children, man. And so uh, one of one of the last things that we do, man, before we wrap up everything, man, is we like to give out some information, man. It's sort of a fact check section where we can give some resources. Um, we talked about this offline and also just within here. Um, one of the things that has changed is sort of the uh, the access to information, access to access to resources, to different help. Uh, that, you know, it's, it's all about knowledge. You know, like you said, Coach Johnson, a lot of times we fail, man, because we have misinformation, right? Uh, so we want to use this 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 resources section, man. So I'll give you the floor, Brother Rogers. Go ahead and take us home. All right. So um, I want to share a couple of resources because we're talking, we're, you know, alluding to protecting women and children, particularly black women and black, and black children as a whole. Um, when it comes down to it, According to the National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey, nationally, 45% of black women experience unwanted sexual violence, sexual contact or sexual violence, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. So we're talking about nearly half. 
Same survey found that 40% of black men experienced same unwanted sexual contact or sexual violence, physical violence, or stalking by intimate partner in their lifetime. According to the 2011 National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey, approximately 41% of black women have experienced physical violence from an intimate partner in their lifetime, compared to 31% of white women, 30% of Hispanic women, and 15% of Asian or Pacific Islander women as a whole. This is from stats from 2017 and again from 2014. Um, I come from myself, I put myself in this, I come from a pretty violent home as a whole too as well. So the subject of domestic violence, intimate partner violence, really hits home for me. That's, what the, that's the household I grew up in. And I was determined to not perpetuate that cycle in my household. So if anybody that you know is suffering from any kind of intimate partner violence as a whole, there is a hotline, 800-799-7233. It's a DV hotline. Um, and here in Kansas City, I can't speak for other cities, but here in Kansas City, we have Hope House here too as well that, that may be able to provide counseling, resources, case management, depending on what the situation is. Um, and that's when I, so when I talk about men holding other men accountable, I understand I gave statistics for men being survivors of domestic violence too as well. Um, we do have a, a one of the holdovers from previous generations was normalizing domestic violence from the generations previous to us. Um, that is how some of just men in general were taught how to be in relationship, and that's violence, and we don't need that. So part of breaking that cycle, part of showing up differently is also holding your guys accountable. Like shout at your ladies, not the way to move. Like cussing her out or you know, screaming at her, you know, you know, lying, manipulating, gaslighting, you know, whatever we got in that situation. But then we're also talking about financial abuse, withholding finances. We're talking about sexual violence and things like that, like assaults, throwing plates. I see a lot of guys do this stuff that I, I have a big show of anger and I, I throw things and get angry. These are all violence I'm talking about. So when we talk about violence in our households, we, we also have to be able to, the people who have access to these guys, every guy I've ever worked with, Every person I've ever worked with has been violent in a intimate partner kind of way. They all have friends. What are their friends saying to these people? Not everybody's hiding stuff behind closed doors. So being able to actually check folks and say, hey, literally, like, what are you, like, like, if that's your boy, like, close to the side, what are you doing, bro? Like, what are you doing? That is a way we could show up and protect our women and our children, too, as well. Because if your boy is doing some fuckery, please step in. Please step in. Get, pull him aside on the basketball court. What the hell is going on with you? You know, that's really, really, I, I maintain that as extremely, extremely important because from my personal experience, my dad had a bunch of friends and nobody pulled him to the side, as far as I understand. So that's the legacy he left me. And that is the work I do to make sure I never become a man like him. Yeah, so give us that, uh, give us that hotline one more time, brother Rogers. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. The hotline number is 800 799 7233. It's a national DV hotline, and the local uh, resource here that I know of is Hope House. Um, they have a website, Hope House. You know, I forget the website off the top of my head, but uh, Hope House is what you can look up, and that they have a bunch of resources in that area too. Right on, right on. You know, all of that, man, is 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 super important, man. Super important for us to, uh, like you said, hold each other accountable as men. Uh, provide these sort of spaces, um, even when we ain't got the camera rolling, man. I think, shoot, man, we 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 get even more uh, strict with our accountability with each other when the camera is off, right? Um, so I think we got.
they encourage that man and, and, and continue to set the example man because one of the last questions i'm gonna ask you brothers man uh thank you for that brother rogers again thank you for that for that resources section i'm gonna ask y'all one more question man and, and um and then we'll get off of here man but but um I'm asking the question, but I'm going to kind of preface it uh, with, with, with sort of a, a absolute truth. One of the things that I think is, is, is an absolute truth, no matter where you go, is that uh, for, for what it's worth, whether you, you, know, you can say that they're trying to be in a man's place or you can say they're being too masculine or whatever, but black women do a hell of a job of protecting the shit out of those that they love. You understand what I mean by that? Um, when we talk about some of the things that are going on, when you talk about police brutality, you talk about um, you know some of the injustices, the racial inequalities, black women be on the front lines uh, trying to go to war for black men. And, and I think some of that, man, like some of that does come from the Willie Lynch factor, um, but, but some of that is the Willie Lynch factor is, is sort of the, 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 the byproduct of that, right? Um, a black woman being aggressive, outspoken, speaking about, you know, things like injustice and, and, and wrongdoing. Sometimes that's taken with a little bit more acceptance than a black man being, you know, vocal, militant, aggressive and that sort of thing. So I just wanted to just uh, get y'all's opinion on that, man, or ask y'all a question. Uh, if you can think about or give us an opportunity, uh, give us a share with us. Um, uh, a situation where you felt protected by a black woman, whether it was your partner or, 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 or a black woman that you just know in general. Uh, am I am I wrong in thinking, man? I think black women protect the shit out of us, bro. I definitely agree with you. Definitely agree. Yeah. Um. And nah, a I highly agree as well. Love louder than we do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like. So, I mean, we talked about how men, like, we're pretty much, I think, uh, I'm about to call him Clack, Coach Johnson, uh, he, you know, he just spoke about how it used to be, you know, uh, Bert too, like, I make the money, bills are paid, that's it. I should, and then if I say something, I shouldn't have to say it twice. Mm -hmm. So, I think just generationally speaking, we, we see how those men acted. We, of course we picked up on that and we have to, we're learning how to be emotional now. Emotion, at least out loud. We're always emotional, but at least out loud, you know what I'm saying? So women, they've always had, had that to be able to do that freely where us it's a stigma to it, but that we're learning to shake off. Not shut up. No, you good. Good. I just wanted to, man, I wanted to give a shout out to the sisters, man, um, because, um, you know, it's, I hope we heal, bottom line, right? I think that we going to get it together. Um, I think that we will reach a medium. It starts with these sort of conversations. So shout out to them because they are uh, doing their part and having these conversations on their own behalf. Uh, but I do think that it is important to, to, to kind of point out that um, sometimes we need you know, we got to protect each other, right? You know, I think, like I said earlier, I think that uh, overall it's a man's job to, to be sort of that head of security. Uh, but, you know, shoot, I, I teach my wife how to use a gun as well because I might need her to protect me in such a way. I also might say, you know, we, we might be dealing with some sort of conflict with a biz in a business relationship. 
I might I might tell my woman, hey, listen, I need you to be the one that goes in here and tells these folks like it is. I ain't gonna be that. I I can't do it because it's gonna be too aggressive. You know, it's gonna it's gonna come off a certain way. So I think that partnership is centered around that, man. And I think um, I just I just didn't want to get off of here, man. Without because I do I think about those things, man. I think about you know my grandmother, my father's mother, man. She was a civil rights activist. You know what I mean. You know, so I, when I when I think about her back in the day, this before I was born, you know, I think about women like Maxine Waters, uh, you know, that, that they get out on the front line and, and will, you know, middle finger flip somebody off for, for, for disrespecting or, or, or doing something that would endanger or harm black men. And uh, so, you know, I, I do think that women, um, even women that are like that, I think that they do want to see from what I hear from them, they do want to see a world where they can take off some of that shield and some, you know, take, put the shield down and take off some of that armor, uh, to give us an opportunity, but we got to do our part too. I think that that was, was kind of the overall theme of, of tonight's conversation is that both, both sides, we got to do our part, man. And we got to try to reach an understanding. So if y'all, if y'all got anything else, man, go ahead and chime in on it. I'm, I'm off my soapbox for tonight. Um, just, I, I, I do feel protected, like especially in my relationship from my wife, but I think it's more from a spiritual aspect. Like, you know what I mean? A mm -hmm. lot of times I move a little different. I'm able to I move a little freely, a lot more freely than she than she does. And she's a lot mm -hmm. more honed in on paying attention to, you know what I mean? Like people's, uh, how, how people are aiming and not really have my good intentions in, spiritually. Mm -hmm. So I do feel yeah. protected in my relationship. Uh, you know, so just want to give a shout out to the women in a relationship that's protecting their man spiritually and making sure that they are, that the people around them have good intentions and sometimes moving in ways that we wouldn't, but you know what I mean? Like, so that's a shout out to them. Me personally, no, I don't. I'm just leave it there. I don't. Who was that, Ryan? Yeah. Um, okay. I'd like to shout out every, I'd like to shout out every teacher I've had since kindergarten, mm. like mm. Uh, just to name a few. Miss Miss, Miss they still around. Miss Miss Iverson, Miss Watson, like the Miss Roberts. Even in high school, like there there've been a bunch of teachers that I had that like have really showed up for me. Is that they really like I felt protected by them. Like I felt protected by them. I felt nurtured by them. Like and not just as a student. Like you know when I, I had different things happen in my my household where they actually you know. They got together and said, "Hey, I think he, this this kid has, uh, you know, kids having a crisis at home. Let me show up." Mm -hmm. So I think that in those ways, I felt deeply protected by them in that space. Like you know, like when I house burned, I was thirteen. They they're the ones that got together, irrespective of the school, and showed up with clothes and and sent me home with clothes. So I think talk about feeling protected. While I didn't feel that same protection from my my own mother and had to come from my aunties and grandmother and like everybody had to pitch in to kind of show up in that way. Damn, those teachers and those extended families didn't show up. Yeah. For sure. Shout out to the sisters. Shout out to the sisters. Well, look, man. Uh, man, this was this was a real good dialogue tonight, man. I you know I think we we went over time a little bit, man. But uh, I really I really did enjoy, man. You know, just the energy, man, and the dialogue. So I appreciate all you brothers, man, for for stepping in and uh, stepping in on the couch with us tonight. 
Um, make sure y'all y'all come back for the for the follow up conversation. We like to do these follow up conversations on Clubhouse, uh, where you know folks that weren't in they can come in and we can kind of touch on some of the same themes. So we'll be doing the unpacking uh, on Clubhouse the week after this airs. Uh, so make sure, man, if y'all got time, y'all check in uh, with us on that. And then the week after that, there'll be another episode from the sisters. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what they come up with next. And, uh, man, we're we going to do this again, man, whenever we can, man. How y'all feeling, man? Y'all, uh, GT, you want to do another temperature check before we get off here? Check on Mm-mm. everybody. I think, I, 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 think, I think everybody feeling pretty good, or at least better than they did when they started. So, no, nah, I think we good. I think you can tell we had a good dialogue, good back and forth. I think everybody good. Nah, I feel worse, but I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> Who was that? Right? That's my guy. Listen. Nah, look. Don't worry about it. Look, I'm going to hit you after this, man, after we hop off of here, man. You know, we, it's just an everyday thing, man. Like I said, listen, every day, bro, we got to rest, recharge, and heal, bro. Yeah. And, uh, some days it's going to be worse sure. than others. Some days it's going to take a little bit more effort than others, man. But I think we got to do uh, our part in just trying to pull each other out of them spaces or giving each other space to to, to to process what they need to in them spaces. So it ain't no thing, man. Hey, Rain, you down there watching Harlem Nights, man. Because, look, when, when Eddie shot Del Reese and, uh, uh, Del Reese and, and the pinky toe, man, that was, that was just part of the movie, bro. Like, that's... <laughs> Tori can't do that, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> he can't do that in real life, man. <laughs> All right, All right man. Well, look, man, I appreciate dog. y'all, man.